Hi, I'm Ed Griffin, and uh, I've just been interviewed on today's Boondoggle with Bill Bailey. I've had a good time. I hope you do too next time you tune into it. It's a great show. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to this intro before the intro of our today's boondoggle radio show uh as you know we're a veteran owned and operated podcast and this has been an incredibly therapeutic journey for me as a veteran that struggles with ptsd and anxiety just getting out and talking to people but uh does cost us some money so if you feel so obliged to donate to our gofundme we have a gofundme under today's boondoggle we also have a venmo at today's boondoggle that you can donate to uh, our anchor sponsorship at anchor.fm forward slash today's boondoggle uh, any questions comments suggestions complaints you can email us at today's boondoggle at gmail.com and please follow us on our social media sites at, uh, at today's boondoggle on instagram facebook twitter all your uh, social media platforms as well as our YouTube channel, our Rumble channel, and our BitChute channel. Please follow, subscribe, comment, and download. And please consider checking out our sponsors. If you uh, support our sponsor, Dream Nutrition, you can receive 10% off your order by using the promo code BOONDOG10 at checkout. So Dream Nutrition, they're a veteran-owned and operated company as well. So please support them and receive 10% off using the promo code BOONDOG10. Thanks for your time, and thanks for listening. The pinnacle of rock festivals in the United States. Sonic Temple Art and Music Festival returns to historic Cruise Stadium with the biggest lineup ever to rock Columbus. Slipknot. Disturbed. Pantera. Biscuit, Evanescence, Judas Priest, Stain, Rise Against, and the original Misfits, plus a data remember, falling in reverse, breaking Benjamin, 311, sleep just either in this moment, Fade, Cypress Hill, Sum 41, Carrie King, and Thrax, and that's just the beginning, over 120 bands, four days, and for the first time ever, a fourth stand to give you more metal, more rock, and more mayhem, May 16th through the 19th, at Historic Cruise Stadium in Columbus, Ohio, tickets on sale today at SonicTempleFestival.com. Some people will go to any lengths to pop, my man. I mean, pop. Like, just this past year, I resorted to deadlifting my girl's Tesla so my chassis could outshine the competition. But what's more important is nutrition. And that just blows my mind. That's why I let TNT Health put together my workout and meal plan and everyone's seeing results now. And that's why it makes my heart soar like a hawk to share with all of today's Boondoggle fans that if you use promo code Boondoggle, you can receive 10% off your purchase at TNTHealth.com. 
So remember what the macho man says. Go to TNTHealth.com. Get some product. Use promo code Boondoggle and save. Especially if you want pythons the size that look like they come off of Skull Island. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now hang it up. Hang it up now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Listen up! Hold on to your seats! Grab your girls! Grab your beers! What's going on? It's Tommy Beck, and you're listening to Today's Boondoggle. This is Mark Metcalf, and you're listening to Today's Boondoggle with Bailey on Domain Cleveland Radio. You are listening to Today's Boondoggle with Bailey on Domain Cleveland Radio. Yes, Kato Kalen listens to this all the time. I am Monty Heath, someone Heath, and you are listening to today's Boondoggle. Hey, what's up? It's John from Skillet, and you are listening to today's Boondoggle on Domain Cleveland Radio. What's going on, everybody? It's Bill Bailey with today's boondoggle. And a real quick housekeeping note, if you are watching us on YouTube or BitChute or Rumble or Odyssey, please hit that follow and subscribe button. And if you are listening to us on Spotify, Apple, Google, um, whatever podcast platform you're utilizing, please hit that follow and subscribe button so we can continue to bring you conversations like the one I'm about to bring you today. I'm a Really excited to have this gentleman on. I've followed him uh, on uh, the SGT report and uh, a few other uh, programs out there. And quite an interesting story. I'm glad to bring it here to, to my audience today. Talking with uh, Dustin Nemos. How are you doing, Dustin? Um, hi, Bill. Thank you. I'm, I'm doing okay. I'm. Uh, it's been a, a day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you're getting hit with this... Uh, this weather that we're getting hit with over here. And I'm in the Cleveland, Ohio area. I forget where you said you're I, at. I'm in the one place that's barely getting hit. So I'm in Florida, but I am a gardener. So I have to go out and like kind of prep the garden today. And I was, I was doing a bunch of stuff last minute and rushed in here. So yeah, oh, that's, okay. kind of what I was, that's what I was referring to. I have to go get all my like potted plants and like all this other stuff. I'm prepping for the famine, you know, it's coming. Oh yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it will, we we'll definitely got to get into get into some of that especially uh you know how uh you know biblical uh prophecy seems to be uh where we're headed but um you know before we get into all that i'd like to get like your background um and when i have somebody on for the first time i like to ask them do you remember originally what did you want to be when you grew up interesting question um i wanted to be a hero you know, I, I basically uh, I had a rough childhood, so I grew up on books about, you know, like Lord of the Rings type stuff, uh, Star Wars type stuff. And I was kind of a nerd and I nerded out on those books and uh, that wanted to grow up and be a hero, you know, rescue people from the bad guys. And uh, so after a life in business and a bunch of other things, I went into uh, YouTube and started a, a 
journalism career, I guess it was unexpected. I didn't really plan on that. Um, I was just sharing my thoughts. And then that blew up into, you know, international uh, reporter and, and then being attacked by fake news media and mockumentaries and all sorts of other things. They attack me in books and stuff all, all the time now. So um, it just kind of, it, it led to a new life that I wasn't expecting. So um, I could definitely talk a kind of the history and the story, if you like. Uh, yeah, yeah. I want to get into that, but uh, you know, real quick, I just wanted to mention too, is like, I can totally relate to uh, that. Like a as a child, like, you know, Star Wars, you know, uh, was something that really influenced me and I wanted to grow up and be a Jedi and, uh, you know, just, uh, kind yeah. of fi fighting for the good against the dark side, you know, and, there's, uh, there's something about good mine, versus evil. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and a, a friend of mine, uh, when I was interviewed by her, you know, said, you know, I'm kind of doing that today. Like, I guess with, with my podcast, I'm still trying to bring, you know, the, the dark to light, you know? And uh, I guess that's something we we're both kind of doing in our own own way. But, yeah, I wanted to hear, uh, you know, about your history. I mean, one thing that I've I've heard is like, you know, um, you were an atheist and uh, I want to talk about your journey to, you know, from from what what led you to to that belief and then what led you to where you're at today. Sure. So I was not just any atheist. I was that atheist who is like anti-God, anti-theist and likes to debate. Like, come on in. Let's talk about it when you knock on my door and you'll regret it. Um, they always did. And I thought I knew everything because I was so confident of my knowledge of science and such. But then, of course, just like history and just like the news, the science is just riddled with lies. And, uh, you know, it's, it's all, actually it's worse than fake news because 95% of science is government funded, which is actually not quite that bad with the news yet. But uh, I digress. Anyway, I, I, I found out that I was wrong on a number of issues in terms of what I thought I knew to be a reality when I tried to debunk a couple of things. And I found out there must be a God. Um, and when I investigated sort of the different religions and I found out, well, only that one particular religion uh, which everybody seems to know about worldwide that we base our calendar on uh, that has spread to uh, take over basically the entire world and push back all the pagan religions. That religion uh, has accurate prophecies by the thousands that come true in synchronicity hundreds or thousands of years across time, uh, just constantly happening. Prophecies, prophecies and miracles and things like, you know, well bones on mountaintops for evidence for the flood and such. So we have tons of such physical, literal, scientific evidence. So, you know, that kind of thing shocked me into, into reconsidering my position as a super atheist or anti-theist. And, um, you know, I already appreciated Christians culturally. I didn't want jihadi neighbors. So, you know, I kind of wanted Christian neighbors anyway as an atheist. I think most atheists do, although they don't want to admit it necessarily. And at the end of the day, I just uh, I had to admit that I was wrong on some things. And that kind of led me toward uh, not just God, but the Christian God, Yahweh. Uh, and then I, you know, I have to add to that. I was also researching as a as a deep state type reporter who's reporting on horrible things like human trafficking and child trafficking and, you know, uh, stolen elections and poisons that they give us in, in disguised as medicine and such. Yeah, I was I was dealing with some pretty difficult topics and I was trying to sort of hunt down what the deep state believed in. What is this mystery Babylon religion that 
you know, they're all about that involves all this adrenochrome, you know, rumor and such, you know, so, so I, I did the investigation, I went down the rabbit holes and figured out what they really do believe in. It's right out of Genesis, it's right out of the Old Testament. It's just on the other side of things. They are, I mean, everybody knows the deep state is satanic. But you know, when you go to prove it, you have to actually connect some dots. And I think we've done that. I think we can prove that the deep state's religion, Mystery Babylon, is directly satanic, anti-God, anti-Christ. And, um, and that's behind all of the fake news, the fake science, the fake history, etc. So this was hitting me at the same time as the discovery of all of the science that confirms God's existence in every branch that you can imagine, from genetics to cosmology to history to etymology to anthropology, it all confirms God. I mean, any science that you follow long enough will give you evidences for a uh, intelligent creator. So th they're sort of struggling with that now when they're the, the science, you know, official science, the Fauci science of the world is, is sort of coping and dealing with the reality and sort of coming up with new lies like panspermia as quickly as they can, because things like evolution are totally debunked, totally bankrupt as ideas and people are seeing right through it like Swiss cheese that's moldy. And that is essentially um, my personal journey from not believing in God to believing in God. Uh, as, a, as a former business guy going into being a reporter, tracking down the deep state, which I had always been doing in the background. I was always a, res a researcher since I was about 16 or 17. And trying to, trying to explain it to people, trying to, to be able to articulate and reason through proving what they're into, why they're into it, what they're doing, and not just say, yeah, they're satanic, but to show people. Um, I had to explain it. I had to understand why they did what they did, why they hurt kids, why they're poisoning us, why they're out to destroy us all, right? I don't know how much you follow politics and, and how much your audience follows my work, but I'm deep down the rabbit or rabbi hole as it goes, folks. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> You know, I, I hold nothing back and that gets me in trouble sometimes and people don't always understand or agree with the things that I say. That's fine. But, you know, test all things. But, but basically, you know, this this is the reality. And I wanted to explain it to my audience why evil is, where it comes from, what they believe in, what their agenda is, why the agenda 2030, why the quack scene, why the, you know, global warming, climate change, global cooling, evolution, um, CRT, all the nonsense, transgenderism in the schools, it all comes from the same source. Yeah. And, and that's what I wanted to ask as well, because you kind of gave like the, the timeline, but what was like, um, I mean, let's kind of go back to when you were, you were younger and you first started kind of like getting um, into researching and, and stuff like that. Like what was, what was the, the draw for you uh, as a kid? getting into video, video games. Um, I'm not going to lie. I was 16. I got a computer uh, for the first time and it still made that horrible dial up noise when you got onto the internet, but information was not censored. So it was a very interesting wild, wild internet West back then. I will say that uh, things that are very difficult to find outside of my website. Now, basically things that are disappearing elsewhere, um, things you can't say or they'll disappear you basically. However, uh, I got into it for video games and, and like uh, I was playing it, like Starcraft and, and some of the uh, Blizzard games, Diablo and such as a kid, which now I found out is totally being say, uh, pushing satanic propaganda uh, from companies that are major companies like Blizzard with kids and such like World of Warcraft. They're pushing horrible things in terms of like doctrine and antichrist um, graphic imagery for children and doctrine and such. Things, these are the, the games I grew up on that weren't that bad as kids that are now evolved into like 
boobs and horns and child sacrifice just openly in the video games kind of stuff. It's bad. Uh, but, 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 but this is the sort of thing that drew me in initially, being honest. And I, I got down into the conspiracy rabbit hole very quickly because my grandparents had cancer and I wanted to help them. And I saw that big pharma was not. And I started to research alternative health versus some of the official science. And that quickly just led me down to realizing that they are out to, to get us. They're actually trying to kill us. And it wasn't just a profit motive. Um, you know, there are companies out there with a profit motive to monopolize the uh, food chain like Monsanto and such. But uh, it, they were willing to lose money in some cases in order to, uh, to poison or censor or hurt us. And I saw that through continual patterns. Like we cost Alphabet billions of dollars after they censored us. But so what? They didn't care. They wanted to shut us up and it was worth it for them. So they, uh, you know, they did that to swing an election. In fact, I was one of the people that were banned right before the 2020 election so that they could swing the election because of us talking about the new news at the time of Hunter Biden's laptop from hell, which they're now totally admitting was real, by the way, of course, you know, that now they're admitting it. Am I, am I not banned? No, I'm still banned. Uh, Did I get an apology? No, I didn't get an apology. None of us did. I'm sure. But that's the kind of, that's the world that we live in. So we're fighting a trench war against the children of Satan, literally not even just a metaphor, but literal children of Satan, the seed line, the bloodline of Satan in power. And this is their religion. It's all about evil and hurting us. And I wanted to ask, like, um, so, you know, back in the, like you said, the wild west of the internet, bulletin boards, and like, I'm assuming like I got in with Commodore 64 playing games and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, where the information was available, but, and you were trying to help your grandparents, but uh, what about, I mean, I'm sure you weren't just like born, you know, an atheist, but what was it about religion in general that made you kind of feel that way growing up? I'm sure that like, I I don't remember much of my childhood, actually. I'm sure there's a reason for that, but I don't remember it. Uh, However, I do have a lot of uh, sort of flashes of going to church with my mother and she would drag me to all sorts of different churches. And there's a whole story there. But um, I I was not left with a pleasant memory of of religion as a child. But most of my reason was formed later. um, And, you know, I went to public school like everybody else. So they basically leave you with the opinion that uh, God and religion is behind all evil. And really, it ends up being Catholics killing Christians, 50 million Christians, in fact, because of Catholic Rome wanting to sort of monopolize religion. And that's a whole different story. Uh, But I was blaming that on all Christians and all Muslims and everybody throughout all of history, just because there were some bad examples of a government using religion to kill people. And I, you know, I was deceived about Christianity in public school. So then, you know, I started to form my own opinion. And uh, I was left with scientific arguments and moral arguments. And I won a lot of debates, even with pastors, even when I was a kid, when they would come to my house and, and I would say things like, well, why do you believe in a God that kills babies? Even if you believe he's real, why would you worship him? And for a long time, that was all it took for me to not look into it any further. When I look to it, the answer is quite clear. It is a moral God who was killing monsters in order to save his people, his creation. These things were not babies. They were a tribe of monster, cannibal, giant, tyrant demons, essentially. The Nephilim, the, the giants, the Goliaths of the world. And their, their whole thing when they grow up is to eat us, dominate us, and destroy us. And that's their uh, love in life. And that goes right back to Genesis 3.15, uh, the, the war against the, uh, between the, the seed of the woman and the seed of the serpent. So, you know, when I answered that riddle, 
um, I was able to sort of, you know, apologize to, to the creator in a sense in my own mind. And, and it sort of hit me like a brick in the head. His ways truly are always higher than our ways. But this is the sort of arguments that atheists still use today in order to, you know, argue with Christians on a moral level. And of course, all of the science arguments we win. So when it really gets down to it, when you understand the Nephilim, the seed war, and uh, I would say biblical earth, then we win every single debate against atheism and other religions and false doctrines when it comes to the science, the history, the facts, everything, because of understanding of the Nephilim aspect, because those things that God did were not evil. He was protecting us from monsters. Uh, when he flooded the world, it was because all flesh was corrupted. These things were growing extra fingers and becoming cannibals and all violence was increasing all over the world and such. So this was not a, a mean God just creating a creation and then wiping it out arbitrarily that I was growing up with. And there's other arguments out there like that. Um, you could point to some other things that atheists use and say, and, and like why that God instead of some other God, there's a lot of arguments. I still remember them, but, but in looking into it and in testing all things, I found answers for those that only come from one God, one book with tons of prophecies. And it's also historically super accurate. So, you know, there's no reason to not believe in the creator. And in fact, um, I would say that atheists are simply folks who are angry, who have not or refuse to test all things, just like globe earthers. I mean, I get, I, and I don't want to offend anybody, but you know, I'm one of the biblical earth debate guys out there. So I'm, I'm out there showing people that the evidence is actually on our side, not just saying that, but I'm, I'm proving it in debate with people. And uh, it proves Genesis, it proves God's word, something they've been working to undo for 500 years with Roman science, false science, scientism, I call it, uh, ever since the time of Cardinal Woolsey and uh, Galileo, etc. It was a psyop to convince us that we're on a, a water-covered cannonball shooting through space, spinning around, uh, ellipsing through, uh, around a, a giant burning fart that's shotgunning through uh, infinite void followed by a shotgun blast of, of shrapnel and rocks and gas and such. And that's nonsense. There's no evidence for it. Uh, the planet doesn't move, et cetera. So, you know, just to recap, I mean, these issues um, brought me a former atheist into complete concordance with a fundamentalist worldview, which is scientifically accurate and sound. And I debate the science, not just, you know, opinion, not just theology and doctrine, because I, I grew up as an atheist. I, I use science to convince people. So um, the science, the history, the, the conspiracies, everything connects to the scripture, the seed war between the Nephilim, the, the giants, the Canaanites, then later the, like the Raphaim, the Goliaths, and the Edom, the Amalek at end times, and they get smaller, and their strategies change more toward infiltration in the Gog and Magog time. But, but basically, it's the same bloodline, the seed of the serpent, as Jesus tells us, the synagogue of Satan. So this war has been going on, and it connects everything. So that's basically, um, it, it was a paradigm shift for me. It wasn't just the deep state of various countries working together to sort of dominate humanity anymore. And, and, and now we have some outsider who's going to save us. No, actually, they have been controlling and dominating every government on earth to the point that all of the governments are teaching their own children fake science now for at least a hundred years based out of a strategy from Rome, which is completely in sync with what the Bible says about the procession of empires with the whole like 
um, uh, feat of miry clay and iron and how Rome would sort of be running things from behind the scenes, but not, not have its military power anymore. I could go into that, but um, I don't want to digress too much from the, I, I have a tendency to rant, so interrupt me. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you can um, tell, you can tell. No, but I mean, but yeah, you have a lot of knowledge uh, bouncing around in there and, and you've already touched on a couple of things I wanted to, to get into with you, but you know, so you had that paradigm shift, you know, where, you know, you, you had that revelation, like, okay, there's fact that there, there was a creator, you found the creator through creation, yeah. uh, through research and creation. Then yeah. like, what, how did that um, like change and motivate your studies going in to, you know, to find the, the ancient religion, the, the, the Babylonian religions that, that run the, the world today? Well, it happened about the same time. I would, in, I would say, in fact, I, I learned about the deep state first, and that's kind of what led me toward researching Genesis in the first place. I, I wanted to figure out what's this, why are they worshiping demons? Why are they worshiping giants? Why are they worshiping all these weird old statues and Baal and Moloch, et cetera? Why are they into this stuff? And then I followed that and the sort of the Freemason secret teachings that they lie to their lower members about, uh, about Nimrod and a Tower of Babel. And I wanted to get context. So I went to Genesis and boom, oh my gosh, this is the most accurate context and uh, one of the most accurate pre-flood uh, sources of information in terms of like information about the flood world that we have. And it, it's the, the source of their religion and it's also the source of every other pagan religion on earth i don't know if pe people most most people don't realize this but not only is there well bones on every mountaintop across the world which sort of prove the flood happened but we also have pretty much every pagan religion on earth agreeing that there were giants either they're gods little g or cannibals like the native americans record that they fought and killed and we just found a cave full of them that they actually did fight and kill according to their legends i mean just more archaeological evidence that they existed but we have tons of megalithic structures. We have tons of cone-headed uh, giants that they got smaller and their heads got smaller as they sort of got down to man size over time. And then they lost the cone head and then they sort of blended into man. But you could see the genetics dilute but never go away completely. And they're surrounding these megalithic structures and altars and baby bones and you know blood sacrifice type ritual scenes all over history. And um, you know we, we have... Uh, uh, oh, shit. I was going with that. I mean, there's, there's evidences of the flood. There's evidences of the Nephilim. There's evidences that basically show us that these things existed. So I was following that trail archaeologically and genetically. And I, I didn't believe it at first. And for a while there, I was thinking, well, this has got to be aliens. They're worshiping aliens, just like the Sumerians and, and like the ancient aliens TV show and such tell us. But when I realized like biblical earth was real, I realized aliens are an impossibility and these things are fallen angels. And the whole, the whole thing clicked into place for me. And I feel like that was the last piece of the puzzle. And that's what revealed God and um, sort of forced me to figure out which God was real to the extent that I now debate these things and, and try to wake people up to the things that I was pushing before, which was, you know, the, uh, no, in fact, God is real. I used to be an atheist. Um, I used to support Trump. I no longer do. I think that he's part of their, their agenda now to wipe us out especially after Operation Warp Seed. And it's right there in his official logo, all the uh, 666 hand, forehead, everything. If you look into it with Hebrew uh, you know, letters, it's there. And I've got that decoded. People don't want to see it, but it's there. And that makes him the Antichrist or trying to be the Antichrist, perhaps the, the, one of the horsemen. But folks, we're at, we're at a, um, 
we're at the point where the end times prophecies, which I now absolutely believe in, having tested prophecies throughout history, are flashing red alert, telling us that we're there. And um, you know, we are also called to watch the signs. Uh, even though we, we may not know the exact hour it's going to hit, of course, but we are called to be watchmen and vigilant. So that's where I'm at. And I'm sort of shouting the alarm, uh, trying to play Paul Revere of the end times, basically. But I feel more like the guy on the mountain and uh, nobody listens sometimes. And and I do get through to some folks. Um, and there is a great awakening happening around these issues. I think the world's getting more religious, more spiritual on both sides very quickly. But um that's kind of, uh, that's, that's what led me to their religion. And that's what led me to God sort of finding Satan. Yeah. Well, you're and and you know, I, I know I'm one of the people that you've definitely re reached, you know, hearing you on, on, like I said, the SGT report and other programs, which is why I wanted to have you on. But, uh, real quick, going back to like, you know, I've had, uh, flat earth Dave on, the show before okay okay and, you're good uh, then yeah <laughs> he's and, way and, worse than me <laughs> yeah and 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 uh you know i mean i'm still like trying to i i know i'm awakening and you know especially on on, on a spiritual level and i i you know i like to believe where I, I have a good relationship with with uh with yahweh but uh or i yeah. try to you know but um there's still so much of that programming, you know, that I'm still trying to, to break free of. I mean, I served in the military, too. So that was just like, you know, I, I was raised Catholic. There's repetitive, you know. Yeah. We, we, we say it, we speak it out loud. Get up, stand, you know, uh, speak. And, and, and you, this, the, the brain maintains, you know, and then you same thing, military, you know. So it's like I've been like unraveling, unlearning all that I was taught, you know, I mean, public school kid, all that, you know. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm open to to learning now. And the more I learn, the, the less I know, I realize, you know, but um, I want to I, I like how you call it the biblical earth. And I want to kind of if you could touch a little bit more on that and how you came to that realization through your studies. Sure. So, um, you know, m most of the, f I, I would say, and I don't know this for sure, <clears throat> but being in the debate scene now, and, and, and I look up to folks like Austin Whitsitt and Flat Earth Dave and, and others who were, who were, I would say, better than I am when it comes to debating Flat Earth. But I do think that I'm pretty good when it comes to debating Biblical Earth, which I think is personally just a way easier, better, stronger, uh, more winnable and more pitchable, more brandable sort of thing. I don't, I, I think Flat Earth is a psyop. I think it's a distraction. I think the true earth, the true biblical earth, which confirms scripture and, and other religions also had the same worldview. They all had the same worldview of a flat, non-rotating, stationary, hollow, uh, geocentric center of the universe, <clears throat> excuse me, um, uh, domed and uh, young, also young, about 6,000 years old. So all the religions sort of had the same worldview. You could call it, you know, spiritual earth or whatever you want, but it confirmed for me again the most super accurate history book of all time which has all these prophecies that come true nostradamus doesn't come close and is highly vague and unspecific and generalized we can all make prophecies like that that come true if we're just careful with our language and stay vague no the bible it doesn't work that way the bible does very specific highly precise uh in synchronous 
with each other prophecies that just sort of happen exactly the way God says, sometimes in miraculous fashion, and people didn't even know, you know, there are examples in history where like the deep state tries to fake prophecies. They have their own self-fulfilling prophecies, but they can't put a date on it. All that is, is a plan with power behind it. That's not a real prophecy. That's prescience. It's a difference. So, you know, they can trick people, but they don't have the power that God has. And even Yahweh himself in the Bible, he basically says to all the other gods, where, show me your power. Tell me what's going to happen in the future. Show me what happened in the past. Let, it, let us see so that we can be afraid of you or judge your power for ourselves. They got nothing. That's basically what God is saying of all the other religions. They're all just uh, imitations and, um, and Nephilim religious uh perspectives from the fallen Nephilim demigods and, and little G gods of different, different pagan uh, religions like Osiris and Melkart and Baal, etc. It's just their perspective on history, which was a real history. That's why they record some real events like a flood, like a man who survived with his three sons on that flood uh, from that flood in a boat. You know, they had different names for him. Uh, we call him Noah. Uh, the Sumerians, I think they called him uh, always get it mixed up. Um, Oh, it's on my side. I forget off the top of my head. I shouldn't have even said it. But anyway, like they have different names for these characters in different, in different um, cultures and in different tongues. But it's the same story. I mean, they even talk about serpents. They call them the wisdom serpents. Sometimes we call them the fallen angels. But, they, you know, different terms, same thing. They call them the, the sometimes the uh, historians call them the heroes of civilization. But, you know, I call them the guys who uh, who demanded child sacrifice to teach us a, a lot of technology in the pre-flood world, something that we <clears throat> have again begun to see rise uh, in the modern era. But anytime you saw these these gods, so to speak, in power, like ancient uh, uh, people, people give a lot of um, uh, media to like the ancient South American like Incan and Mayan type cultures with their child sacrifice and mass blood sacrifice rituals where they would like carve out the hearts in public display and stuff. Right. Everybody's got that in the movies. Everybody's got that in the history lessons and such. That's, that's what I would call a blood tax of a false God. And that was pretty much anywhere that they were in power throughout an empire or civilization late stage, you see a blood tax. Now today we have the same thing, possibly worse than ever. We call it abortion, but they basically build our uh, abortion clinics the exact same way as they did their uh, child sacrifice temples. They just use glass and metal instead of stone, but I can show you a side-by-side. -side. It's the same thing. It's the same people. It's the yeah, same I've symbols. Seen, yeah, I've seen yeah. That, that picture of the uh, Planned Parenthood uh, headquarters or whatever looking similar to the, the old um, like Mayan or whatever Incan yeah. temples, but um. The, uh, you know, as you went uh, to investigate and research this, the ancient religion that they, that uh, they seem to follow, um, and you mentioned the Bible, but what about the, uh, the missing and the lost texts out there, the Bible? Have you researched any of those, like the Book of Enoch and stuff? Oh, yeah. In fact, that's some of the best evidence for scripture. And it's some of the stuff that they have tried the hardest to um, to suppress. And I would also say that the Book of Enoch specifically is one of the best uh, apocryphal texts that the, they took out because they didn't like prophecies about Jesus in it that are accurate. Again, divine inspiration uh, from a book that used to be considered scripture that is still considered scripture in certain canons. 
and was considered the most popular book in the Dead Sea Scrolls original Christian text that were discovered, which basically fills in all the context about uh, the fallen angels and the Nephilim giants in Genesis. It's just more context. It turns Genesis into an epic action novel and love story and the coolest story ever written instead of just so-and-so begat so-and-so begat so-and-so. Like that's what I thought as a kid. It was boring and, and sort of dreary. But in fact, uh, when you read between the lines, you start to study what is happening in those verses. There's so much to unpack, especially around Genesis 3, around Genesis 6. And you get, in, you get into some details here uh, in, in the book of Enoch, which whether you consider it to be you know, divinely inspired or merely Christian uh, history, which again, super accurate, including this one, they took out a lot of books. Uh, even just for, for, for people who don't believe me, I'm going to shock you and wow you right now. Uh, look at your KJV, because I'm sure most of you prefer the KJV, then compare it to the original KJV of 1611. What? There's an original 1611? It had about 20 more books in it. All right. Now, I had friends calling me a heretic for reading the Book of Enoch until I pointed out, well, even the KJV in just the last 400 years have lost uh, quite a few books. So they've been taking things out. There are reasons, and you can compare to the original teachings. Um, so, you know, there, there's a lot of um, uh, there's a lot of the different apocrypha. There's also pseudepigrapha. You can't trust all of them. You have to test each one. You know, look for uh, look for two or three witnesses to confirm them. Look for actual prophecies that came true. Look for discrepancies with scripture. And if there are any, you know, throw that out, throw that book out. Um, but that's the sort of uh, methodology that I used to study this. For me, originally, the Book of Enoch was merely uh, Christian folklore telling me a little bit more about their perspective of what the deep state are worshiping. But when I realized that these things are real and there's a genetic uh, trail of them throughout history and that they are our deep state and in their own teachings, they basically admit this and are proud of it and consider themselves the children of the gods, the children of Satan, Satan's chosen people, et cetera. Then, um, then we get into the, not just like ancient folklore, but in something that I actually now believe is real, but is also the motivating agenda for the deep state's evil. This is not a small thing. This is the why for all of the what's that are happening today and over the last four or 5,000 years. Uh, all the, the Christian massacres that were, where they would burn down cities and kill Christians or poison us, like the Black Plague, that was poison, not plague. Like the Spanish flu of 1917, that was masks, uh, forced masking, not plague. And they knew this. So this is something that's cyclical, that's repetitive. They're out to get us. They always have been. And most of the, if not every, bad thing that happens that's organized evil on earth is traced back to this bloodline, this one bloodline that is out to get us. And that is what really started to kick it for me that the seed war and biblical earth are the two most important topics that, that we can talk about. Because the seed war explains their entire agenda and the biblical earth deprograms and debunks their, uh, all of their lies. Now, why do you think that uh, you mentioned, you know, the, the it, which I agree, it seems like a lot of things are, are going cycles, you know, the, the Spanish flu and now what we just went through in 2020, uh, history repeating itself. And it seems like, you know, anything, history's being erased, like, you know, just like they've taken books out of the Bible, you know, um, monuments are being torn down now, you know, history and all any, 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 you know, history has been changed in the public school systems and, yeah. you know, um, because if we're aware, you know, then we could see the pattern, you know, yeah. but, um, what do you think, um, I guess what I'm trying to ask is like, uh, 
when you were doing the, you know, when you, when you found the bloodline and, and the, the, uh, that, that runs the deep state, why do you think, um, I don't know that, the, that they haven't reached their end game yet. Why do you think it's, it seems like they've been very patient planning these things over the years. Like they, but um, is it now with, because if you uh, read the stories about Samaria too, it seemed like they were very technologically advanced and a lot of stuff went away. Um, oh yeah. And now we're getting technologically ad advanced, although the people seem to be getting more dumbed down. Um, yeah. Why do you think it's just, it's taken so long to reach their end game? Well, um, <clears throat> you've got multiple things playing out here on a short game here. We have to consider like, they've been in control of our governments for about two generations um, across the West. And you could look at things like the, the 1913 federal reserve act and the rabbis partying outside. Um, but, but basically, you know, you can say that they are in control of the West and most of the world, China, Russia, et cetera. Um, certainly the international organizations and, and all that. So I, I would say that, um, be, be, sorry, um, other than just showing who is in control of the world, re re reframe your question for me. I, I kind of lost my train of thought in answering uh, that, if you don't mind. Sorry. Um, well, it was just like like how everything's cyclical. Like they've they've had these plans in place to kind yeah. of, you know. Oh, right, right. I I remember. Okay. Yeah. So so basically, because you have, I'm trying to track two parallel timelines here, and that's what's confusing me in my head. So I should just do one at a time. The bigger overarching one I'll get to, but the, the smaller uh, timeline that we're looking at is the infiltration of the West in the last two generations, the setup, the poisoning, uh, pulling the carpet out from under us economically, uh, boom and bust cycles, inflation, stealing all of our assets, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, I had uh, fluoridated water, everything you can think of, GMO food, uh, the wars, the everything is out to just weaken and destroy from within. And now we're pretty much at the end game. And since the, the quack scene hit the pandemic, uh, we're at the point now where uh, most of the Western women, about half or, or so, or whoever took the, the, the thing, I don't want to say the word because I know you have a YouTube channel and stuff. <laughs> uh, and I'm usually bad about self-censoring, so I'm doing my best here with that. But whoever took the thing, the Jimmy Jab or whatever, uh, those people are uh, infertile now. So a large portion of the declining white race of the West, which is their enemy, they want to destroy uh, like a big chunk of Christians. And they want to outlaw Christianity and enslave everybody else. So it's not just whites, but um, a big chunk of white people are now infertile. The West is under attack. It is uh, completely infiltrated by the clergy plan forced immigration we're being about to we're about to be forced marched into war and most of our military is depleted uh and falling out of the sky so we're at the point where like we're basically about to just crumble dramatically crumble like evaporate as if we never were without our creator to protect us that's where we're at now i believe and um it, this has been a long game but He's also forcing them out into the open before they're ready in some ways. And scripture sort of talks about how he'll put a hook in their jaws, the whole Gog and Magog war that happens. So I believe that that's also happening. They're, they're getting overconfident. They're tipping their hand. We saw incidents like recently sewer Jews crawling out of the tunnels in um, New York city. I, I showed some videos on that. Literally uh, it's very surprising for people who've never seen that sort of thing, but this is all over the place. This is not atypical. This is pretty common. 
Epstein Island, now New York City, everywhere. Yeah, it's so, not just New York City. I mean, these tunnels yeah. have been all yeah. over. And, and, and they've been kicked out of 109 nations for this sort of behavior, like St. Simon of Trent. This is historically typical also. It's not just Epstein. It's not just current. It's not just modern. This is something they've been doing since the beginning. And if you look at the Old Testament, they've been doing it for a long, long time. So, uh, and, and this is part of the war. Okay? This is part of their religion. This is part of their sacrament to Satan, their father, to hurt our babies or their own if necessary. They'll sacrifice their own for more power or victory in a fight. Historically, they did that sort of thing in Carthage against the Romans. Even Roman soldiers, battle-hardened Roman soldiers were disgusted by the sort of uh, ethical violations and, and evil sin that you saw in Carthage, which was a major battle where they sort of lost their empire and, and sort of um, were subjugated into Rome, basically a big turning point in history for those who are history buffs, the battle of Carthage, right? It's displayed in movies like the gladiator and stuff. But in reality, that were, that was a uh, empire of them. And they were doing all sorts of horrific ball worship, child sacrifice ceremony. So in the babies to the fire and stuff, which is where we get the word cannibal, the Canaanite ball priests, you know, mm. who would cannibalize the baby after um, sacrificing it in the fire. Um, so this is their religion. Uh, I can show you them doing the same thing in Chicago, I think in around 1930s or so uh, on public TV. It's black and white, but I can show you the ritual. Thousands of them engaged in it right there in Chicago, public display, cultural festival called Spirit of a People with a Baal Moloch statue and a baby looking figure shrouded in cloth, everything, fire and all of it. Probably a real baby. I don't know, but it certainly looked like one. Uh, but this is the sort of thing that you, you can see a, a consistent pattern for. And people think it's conspiracy theory. They, they think, oh, adrenochrome is something in the movies or conspiracies and such. They didn't always call it that, but they've been kicked out of 109 nations for St. Simon of Trent related blood ritual activity of which Jewish scholars admit and which, again, guilty, 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 guilty over and over and over throughout history. So it's not just rumor. Um, it's essentially uh, the... It's essentially like the, the uh, how sex traffickers and, and uh, child rapists have to uh, identify themselves to their local neighborhood and such as uh, sex offenders and such. Yeah. It's kind of like it's kind of like that throughout history. This is our this is our child sacrifice offender list, and you can just see the guilty list everywhere throughout history, hundreds and hundreds of times, really. And it's always the same bloodline, and that's important. And you just reminded me of something too about, um, you know, that, that, uh, sex offender list, how you have to be told that there's one living nearby and stuff, but it's almost like the pattern of the religion, like with predictive programming that you have to kind of be told about something before it takes place. Um, what, uh, do you think, I mean, it, and then going back to the tunnel, uh, the Jews in the tunnel in, in New York City. It's like, and and we can go to Pizzagate and you know, uh, Pedogate and all that stuff. Like the this Great Awakening that people are becoming aware of, but of course some people are still, oh, that's just conspiracy theory, you know, and don't want to, uh, just can't buy into it or whatever. But this exposing of so much is it a good thing or is it just like almost conditioning us to accept this is. How things... Well, I, I believe it comes uh, partly of Yahweh. I mean, I, I think that their overconfidence has exposed them, and I think that's part of it. 
I think that their uh, their greed and their malice, and their hatred has also exposed them. I mean, we can look at things like the Gaza invasion and, and how the world has turned against Israel recently and how all of their gatekeepers like Alex Jones and such are being real, just really grilled and exposed right now. And the, the whole Overton window has shifted to, are you a puppet of them? And that's how people are judging right now. And it's beautiful to behold. I think that they're basically exposed before they're ready. And they're still like a, less than 2% of the world population. They're, they're numerically inferior. They can't fight. Um, and if they're exposed, they lose because they need to turn West versus East. They need to turn white versus black and Islam. And they need to turn Christian versus Islam and man versus woman and old versus young. Or we fight them. And that's essentially their entire strategy and always has been. And they're behind all of those divisions, including the age gap. But they're behind the porn, the sin war, the culture war, uh, whatever you want to call it. They're behind all of the different uh, sort of movements like feminism that drove women against men. They're behind all sorts of things. I mean, every, every evil you can imagine. I've tracked and proven most of it. But I, I say that hyperbolically because if you find some local gang of like non-Edomites, you know, non-Jews who are uh, like doing bad things, you could say, I saw organized evil and it wasn't them. Okay, I was wrong about that, but but it was probably that they organized that evil because they were broke because of them. So you can still say it was probably the the, the culture. I don't know. Anyway, that's essentially how I see all of history, and I've studied it from creation to COVID and beyond. And you know, I, I've looked into prophecy. I believe it absolutely. I've I've hyperlinked some of it now because I've shown the events either have happened or are happening. I've shown video of some of it, um, and, and I think we're 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 at the end game and people need to wake up or perish or, or, or people have always perished or destroyed for lack of knowledge, but now it's getting pretty obvious. I think time is short. People need to wake up. And I expect the great tribulation is, is nigh. And, you know, that reminds me too of another uh, book that was somewhat banned or tried to cover up the protocols of. Uh, yeah. Don't say that on yeah. YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Well, that actually is in prophecy. If you want to, if you want to get specific about it, um, in the Gog and Magog pro uh, prophecy about sort of the end times enemy that comes up to destroy Israel, we're talking about Edom in the Bible and Amalek, the main tribe of Edom. These are the children of Esau that Esau mixed with the Canaanites, the the seed of the serpent, the giant. So we're talking about the bloodline of the Nephilim here. They're not big anymore. They're not giants anymore. But this is the bad guy that comes up against Israel, the people of the West, America, UK and Europe, not the people just using the, the name of Israel for their country. That's not real. That's fake. That's just identity theft with no evidence whatsoever. Uh, however, the actual people of Israel of prophecy like America and Leviticus 26, 18, et cetera. So, uh, you know, um, moving into, there I go again, I'm losing my train of thought because I'm going too far off into prophecies and stuff. Um, help me talking, get back on track. Yeah. Yeah. We were talking about, uh, you know, I, I mentioned the, the protocols that we can't talk about. Yeah. Oh, oh, how they're in prophecy. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, so it talks about how a, a tribe would come from the north, right? That's Kazaria. And they would spread out through the nations and they would come with many bands and they would basically conceive an evil thought. When you, when you see that specific prophecy, if you want to point to any, anything throughout history where they conceived an evil thought, you would say grand satrap of Constantinople, which is the source of the, uh, of the protocols of Zion. They got together and they had a plan. And that's where we get later the protocols of Zion, which were sort of organized and written down. Finally, 
that's the way they do things because they had the tradition of the elders in the Bible, which Jesus continually uh, rebuked and said, that's uh, of the uh, seed of the serpent, the synagogue of Satan, etc. Don't follow that. And then they were teaching that instead of God's commandments. And that's what Jesus was, was rebuking. Well, uh, they then published that later as the Talmud, which is the training basis for rabbis. It's the textbook that they use to train rabbis. They're expected to basically memorize it just like they did until they were finally able to publish it because people would have killed them for what is in that book throughout most of history. And they even write that in their own book. Don't let Goyim read this or they'll kill us. Okay. This is the sort yeah. of thing that they teach. They teach their children hate. They teach their children racial supremacy and that we are cattle to be raped and enslaved and discarded. Um, they teach their children to write funny letters on the bombs that they drop on uh, Muslim and Christian children in Palestine and in Gaza. Uh, this is a this is a uh, this is not an individual issue. This is unfortunately a collective issue. I'm not a racist person. I have an Asian wife, mixed kids. I, I never was. I didn't have anything against Jewish people when I started this research, but I found out that there is a Anunnaki if you're an alien believer, or a Nephilim if you're prefer the Christian term. Or, you know, there's other words for it in other religions for the giants. You know, we have all sorts of different names for them in different words. But that's the two sort of main perspectives. Nephilim or Anunnaki, whatever. There's a Nephilim or Anunnaki non-human bloodline that has been with us since the beginning that is warring against us, that eats us, that treats us like cattle, whose ultimate goal is to destroy us and rule in our place. It kind of uh, reminds me of that legend of the, what was it, the Gollum or whatever. <laughs> Too, well, the golem know, is little, part of their, golem. yeah, they use that yeah. in their, in their Talmud. That's a teaching. And that basically means George Floyd. They use a, they use a, a different, it's a proxy war through an individual or a group of people. They build up hatred against their enemy so that something else attacks their enemy for them. So they'll set black against white or they'll set Islam against Christianity. That's the golem strategy that the rabbis teach. Yeah. The, the divide and conquer the distraction. You know, it, it, yeah. look over here, that's your enemy, and you ignore what we're doing over here. You know? It's the instigate against your neighbor type. Yeah. And, you know, that's where you get things like false flags and stuff, something they've been doing throughout all of history. Um, you know, they, they've earned a lot of nicknames I could go into, but it, yeah. And then, um, you know, you kind of got me. I mean, my mind bounces all over the place a little bit too, but we're talking about, you know, the giants of the, you know, the fallen angels and the giants and, um, it re recently, you know, what just happened out in Miami, you know, there's some saying that mm. that were, you know, there were giant sightings or, you know, they're saying aliens yeah. or whatever. What What's your take on, on that whole? So that's a very interesting question. It brings us to like modern aliens and stuff. Um, I like to joke Bear and Trump got loose. But in reality, um, there's a couple of these things that are happening lately where people claim to see 10 foot things in public and it's like a large sighting. Now, this may be some kind of blue project, blue beam or, or, you know, uh, you know, it might just be the NBA teams on break. I don't know. However, uh, what we do know is that the governments went from being quiet about their collusion with aliens and their alien technologies and their like secret space type stuff to nonstop will not shut up about aliens. They're ready for yeah. us to know about them. And uh, I would say that this is completely in synchronicity with another prophecy again. Uh, Book of Enoch and others, basically, but the Genesis 6 fallen angels are back exactly according to prophecy. 
and they are uh, responsible for the 1950s plus Roswell and on explosion of aliens and sin and technology, just like they did in the Genesis world in the pre-flood. They give us technology gifts at a price. And I can give you specific examples like the father of modern rocketry, Jack Parsons, who was not a rocket engineer, not a yeah. expert scientist, not any of that. He was a, a sex orgy magic ritual expert hanging out at the desert in the place that later became Area 51, opening portals with orgies. And then later we get Hillary Clinton. This is the sort of stuff that they're actually into. And that, I was going to ask you about that, too, because I heard you mention, share a little bit about that um, with uh, Hillary Clinton and Barbara Bush being like moon children. Moon children. Um, yeah. Yeah. You want to uh, tell the audience a little bit about that? Well, you know, the, the godfather of modern uh, witchcraft in the in the in the modern sense is Aleister Crowley or Aleister Crowley. He's on the cover of Beatles albums. He's a cultural superstar icon most people have never heard of. And the only like the high society all knew about him because he was sort of like this popular figure who wanted to be a rebel, sort of like he wanted to be the base 666. He was all about Satanism. He was just rebel. And this is, you know, back in the era of rock and roll and kiss and such. So it was kind of cool, I guess, to be satanic. I, I don't get it, but I was never easily influenced by pop culture. However, you know, he was behind a lot of this stuff and he was highly respected culturally at a high level and pushed. And yeah, you know, I mean, people, he was like he, way he, back even before, I think, like he was in all sorts of like, you know, movie covers and, and, and Beatles albums type things. But uh, he was essentially doing this sort of sex magic ritual and he sort of pioneered it in the modern sense and, and brought it back and made it very popular. So I call him sort of the godfather of modern witchcraft. But when he had a sex magic ritual to move up in rank, essentially, he uh, nine months later, we had Barbara Bush. Now, usually these things have multiple partners, women and men, and they uh, they do some pretty horrific things and probably include children. So, I, you know, I, I'm not saying that this um, we can prove specific genetic bloodlines, but there is a uncanny resemblance between Barbara Bush and Ali Esther Crowley. And there's an uncanny resemblance between um L, uh, Jack Parsons' partner in the orgy and the sex magic ritual, L. Ron Hubbard, the founder of Scientology, that guy who wanted to bring about the Antichrist in his own documents, that guy, uh, he, he was there and he looks just like Hillary Clinton, who came out nine months later in that span of sex. There was about two to three months span of sex magic orgy rituals in the desert at what became Area 51. And in that span, nine months later, you do get a Hillary Clinton birth date through those people. So it all it all lines up and it's all just completely wicked evil like supernatural nonsense until you believe in god and you believe in prophecy and you have found satan to be real um when you realize that they are in fact satanic and you realize that they do in fact worship satan because satan exists you run the other way that's what i did and what was the, i mean the the purpose i guess of uh conceiving like a a you know a hillary clinton or i mean was it the plan, you know, to for her to gain the power that she had gotten? I mean, I don't know. Incarn like, they want to incarnate demons. Yeah. Yeah. I think, in, in fact, uh, the, they want in, in the case of L. Ron Hubbard, he wanted to incarnate the spirit of Babylon, the, the whore of Babylon itself. So, um, yeah, he's trying to bring about the apocalypse, basically. And you also and see you know, Barbara Bush then bringing the the bush dynasty pretty much into <laughs> it's funny how these things work out yeah 
uh, and it, it, you know, when you, when you look into that, you know, like you're saying, and then you go back then I remember that I think it was one of the press briefings or press uh, dinners or whatever. And George W made the joke because Ozzy Osbourne was there, you know, who obviously black Sabbath, big, you know, Alistair yeah. Crowley influence back then. He was like, Oh, mom's a big fan. You know, he made that joke about. Well, yeah, no, they were Satanists. Those, those, yeah. all the, all the White House women were uh, huge into witchcraft. I mean, go back and look at uh, any of the like influential first ladies, all like prim and proper in public, but they loved witchcraft. Oh yeah, I mean, from Roosevelt on to Clinton. I mean, everybody. And then, um, you know, so we have, you know, Jack Parsons and the, you know um area 51 and the alien technology but it, it, we also talk i guess a little bit about like operation paperclip and the nazis that that came over for to, that formed nasa and stuff mm -hmm. as well um which is could be making this fake technology for the quote-unquote alien invasion um once again though like you said taking us away from making us look out there away from biblical earth you know, away from creation, you know, yeah. more, more stories to keep us uh, distracted from our, our disconnected from our creator. They're, they're desperate to kill us before we wake up now, but they're, they were desperate to keep us in the dark. And most of what they do is uh, in science, it's just essentially propaganda to confirm, to, to push certain conformities and beliefs. One of those is a, a disbelief in God. That's basically the purpose of things like evolution. But things like space and uh, globe Earth set the stage, not just for the elimination of a, the belief in the Christian God, but also the introduction of their gods to come back. So we can see aliens come back instead of fallen angels come back. We, and in, as actually Aleister Crowley said it himself, today they call them angels and demons, tomorrow they will call them something else. And he was basically the guy who summoned the portal for essentially the first alien of the modern alien explosion according to his own sex rituals sort of history they were opening portals to summon entities through and, and by the way the thing that he summoned through looked like a little gray alien and called oh, yeah. itself lamb which means the way yeah i read that yeah i read that um and then um you know you touched a, you know which i'm i'm i've kind of am in, in agreement with, but I want to mention, you know, I want to, well, first let's, you know, so Hillary Clinton, a moon child, let's talk about other influential people in this spiritual battle we're dealing, we're currently in. Uh, what are your thoughts on uh, Barack Obama? Well, what I mean, he, 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 I, he may well be one of the horsemen. Um, he may well be, um, you know, it just just simply a key player in sort of the deep state plans. Um, obviously, he's a lie. He's he's married to a man, and uh, he is himself not a Christian, although he's pretended to be. And he's got you know caught with Muslim sort of rings and such on in the past, and saying uh, Muslim prayers by accident, and referring to his wife, man, husband, as Michael rather than Michelle, etc. So, you know, there's there's a lot to say about uh, Obama, including some of the evils that he did. Um, but I, I, I fear Trump more, far more than him. I think Obama set the stage, but he was really just a, a, 
a fall guy at the end, a blame guy, because the people behind him were all Jews. Yeah. And then, you know, and then you mentioned Trump once again, and that's, you know, when, when we went through it, as you called it, Operation Warp Speed, that, you know, I, I was on the train, man, you know, it's yeah. like, and I We're think, warp, you know, warp like seed, Sean, yeah. yeah, Sean yeah. and some of the, uh, the other guys that I follow seem to still kind of want to believe in that, that, that great white knight, but I've, well, you I know, know I kind of fell off during, during the whole, the whole push with, uh, Operation Warp, Warp, uh, Seed, as you say. You know? I know. I I think I know why that is, and and I don't want to badmouth anybody because we all get to this at our own point. We all we all we're all on the journey at our own level, and and we're not meant to badmouth people behind us. We're meant to help them. But um, I, I think that it comes down to either ego. People don't want to admit they were wrong about this or that topic, Trump yeah. or biblical Earth. Yeah. Uh, so you have to put ego aside and put. Uh, you have to love. Well, like truth so many more, of my friends don't want to. You know, so many of my friends don't want to yeah. admit that they messed up by rolling up their yeah. sleeve either, you know, yeah. ego and pride is, 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 you know. And the other one I think is also courage because if you, if you look beyond Trump, there's no hope at all whatsoever. There's a chasm, there's an abyss, there's a cliff where we all fall off. And the only hope is prophecy. And unless like me, you've done a deep dive study of prophecy and the accuracy of history and scripture, you're not going to have the kind of faith in prophecy most of the time. I mean, I, some people may, um, but I, you know, I don't think most people are going to have my level of faith in prophecy as absolutely 100%, you know, reliable and living their life around it the way that I am planning to do. Um, so, you know, I, I see the prophecy as the only hope. So I see beyond Trump and I don't care about the, 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 the chasm or the cliff or the drop off. So for me, it helps a little bit. But for about a year, I was in a dark place. I had not had that sort of deep dive study in prophecy. And I saw beyond Trump and it was just terrifying. And, yeah. um, you know, I've been struggling with how to defend him for a long time anyway. And then when the booster promotion began, I stopped. I couldn't logically defend him anymore. And uh, I was polite about it. But I mean, I, you know, I just I couldn't defend him anymore. And now I actually I believe he's either the Antichrist or one of the horsemen. Um you know, he, he's just too many mistakes, you know, while we die in mass. Yeah, I, um, yeah, and I agree. And I, uh, like I said, I came to that realization around the same time at the beginning. I was just like, I was, I was on the, I was on the team. I mean, I mean, I'm a, I'm, I'm retired military, you know, it was just like, he was saying all the things me as a veteran, you know, wanted to finally hear, you know, that how cool we're, we're finally getting our country back, you know, but, uh, I, I'm also somebody that grew up watching, uh, WWE wrestling and stuff. And I know, yeah. you know, <clears throat> I'm cheering for this guy and, and this guy's the bad guy, but they both go to the same locker room, you know, yeah. they both work for the same company and that's what I've seen politics as. And it's yeah. a stage show. It's a distraction. It's bread and circuses. And and there, there and he, he is in both, right? Yeah. And there he is in both, you know, and now I'm watching Doing the same thing, taking yeah. the hits, but fake. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah. And, and uh, I mean, you know, but then I also, like you said, I, you know, I see the, the, uh, the charisma and everybody behind it and like, yeah, you know, like you're our guy. You know, I'm going to do this for you. I'm I'm a savior. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I see him he, as a savior. Yeah. He's our, he's our savior. Just like some people on the other saw Brock 
as their savior, you know, back in the day, you know, I think. But uh, all of them distracting us from the true savior, taking their eyes off the our real savior. And like you said, uh, seeing that abyss, that, that chasm coming up, we have to lean on faith. You know, it's like I, I stay in this low frequency of fear. You know, I'm easier to be controlled. But when I rise up to faith and stay connected to, you know, God, um, we can have the, you know, I can have these conversations and say whatever happens, you know, happens, I guess, you know. Have have you seen uh, any of the documentary series that I did? No. Yeah, it's called The Hidden His Story or History, but with an extra S just kind of being cute about it, but it's true. Like the hidden, his story of man mythology and the mystery Babylon religion of the deep state. It's a big title, but uh, it comes in 15 different acts and, and uh, act 15 is called God wins in the end and we prove it. And that is where I send people for hope. Uh, It's a little lengthy, but if you want to see evidence that God is real, if you want to see evidence that prophecies come true, if you want to see what's happening all around us right now, but what's about to happen also, then I think that's the place to go. Although it's not in order, obviously you should start at act one. I think if you want to know like all of history and stuff, but, but that's where um, that's one of the places I'm sort of summarizing the evidences for prophecies. I've got posts, I've got articles going through all of this stuff and hyperlinking it and showing you what's happening around us. And, you know, like the game over in times mapping project is a good article. I track what's happening during right now, the in times revelation and other prophecies. And I'm showing you that they are indeed happening around us. Specific stuff, you know, not just like, oh, this could be Nostradamus, but really specific stuff like the Euphrates River drying up. I mean, that kind of stuff. Um, And I've got some other things that go into prophecies and prove their accuracy historically. And I've got an article that goes into proving God. I mean, I use this for my debates against atheists and and others. So I, I, I can counter them immediately just by scrolling down in my own article, historically, evidence, science, anything, I can get them. So, you know, if you want to, if you want to like, build evidence based faith in God. That's what did it for me, even as a, a former atheist. And that's, that's the kind of stuff that I'm trying to use to help other people to have more faith, but also to see the dots connect and to see what's about to happen. Yeah, I definitely, that's what I was going to ask too, you know, before we get ready and wrap up uh, this conversation, because, uh, you know, if we're staring at the, I, I want to leave the audience with some sort of hope. You know, and like, you know, when we looked at, uh, I guess, trusting the plan, you know, with people that got caught up in in that whole thing as well, it's more of like just sitting on our hands because, you know, there's a Calvary coming to save us and we, the people have no say we can't do anything, you know, or whatever, which I think that that's a big psyop in itself. You know, we, we, we can do something and whether it's just, you know, praying and getting, you know, working on our, our relationship with, with God, you know, and uh, connecting the dots ourselves so that we can, like you're doing, connect the dots for others and point people in the direction of, uh, of hope, of faith. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So like, yeah. So for the, for, for people that, you know, are are um that 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 are that are watching this and like you know still got a lot of questions i i would i i would say uh send them to your website the the serapium 
Yeah, I've got a one article that sort of uh, links some, some of my best stuff together. I call it the sort of the spine of the archive. It's a huge archive of of hidden history and censored type um, stuff, but you know, science, history, theology, conspiracy stuff, everything. But my work, uh, some of my best stuff is summarized at theserapeum.com slash his story revealed. And there's some great things on there, including the docu-series. And if you just go to his story instead of his story revealed after the dot-com, that's the docu-series. Um, and it, there's a bunch of good stuff on there, but um, you know, in terms of hope, I, I want to leave people with some good things besides just watch my documentary series. There's things like the, the prophetic mountains of safety in Ezekiel, um, the sort of the end times leadership, I would say, in Micah, the, the, um, the, the culmination of the Gog and Magog end times war, where every single member of the house of Edom, Esau, gets destroyed worldwide in Obadiah 18. That's coming. There's a lot of that uh, sort of uh, end time sort of victory stuff that we can focus on. But it's for the remnant. It's for his people. It's not for the people who ally themselves to Babylon and her fake news and her fake science and her horrible culture and her sinful ways and her militarization and you know all this evil and stuff. They basically want you to get sick and party until you die or die for them in one way or another. And that's all they have to offer. And God's way is better. God's way offers hope, abundance, and salvation. And all they have to offer is, uh, is poison control and death and everything like that. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Um, well, um, Dustin, man, it, you know, it's good to get you on here and hear your, your story. Um, I would definitely, uh, love to have you back sometime to, uh, tackle some specific topics, even though I, we covered a lot of, a lot of stuff today, but I, like I mostly sure. wanted to focus on was just like what led you to, you know, where you're at today and what you're doing and uh, your whole kind of journey coming to faith um, through your research. But um, before we get ready, wrap everything up and, and let you go uh, for people that are new and want to know more and follow you and see some more of your work, where you want to send them? Sure. I uh, just, uh, DustinNemos.com. It's got some interviews I've done, uh, a lot of them, probably hundreds at this point. I'm not sure how many. Um, I've sort of lost track, but it also has both of my websites. I've got the news site and I've got the archive of hidden history. So depending on sort of which rabbit hole you want to go down, um, I've got something for everybody. We explain what's happening. And on the other site, we explain why it's happening and why it's been happening and what happened before and what's about to happen. So, um, you know, it's something for everybody. It'll keep you busy for uh, the rest of time literally. Yeah. Pack a lunch. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, I think, uh, if you're looking for some quality, um, watching content, there's a ton of documentaries on there. If you're looking to read, there's a bunch of books and articles. Some of them I did myself. Um, if you're looking to prove there's a ton of evidence and debates type series of articles, if you're looking, uh, to, and I, including the series of debates that I've done. So there's something for everybody on there. It's an archive it's, 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 it's entertainment, it's education. Um, it's what I would want my children to, to read is why actually I built the, the documentary series in the first place was because I want my kids to know the history if something happens to me. And then I shared it with everybody else. I hope you guys watch it, but uh, mainly it's for my kids. So okay. that's a, I mean, there's stuff on there. Check it out. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely will too. And then, uh, you know, uh, definitely before, uh, and then we'll, we'll, we'll keep in touch and hopefully have you back on and we can maybe, talk more about 
about some of that and um, you know, what, what's, what's to come and maybe more ways that we can prepare. <laughs> yeah. Failing to plan is planning to fail. I think we have to try or die at this point and uh, they are out to get us. They really are. And uh, you know, I used to joke that, and this is before uh, I think it was obvious by the way. So you have to appreciate that. But I used to joke with people just because I'm paranoid doesn't mean they're not actually out to get me. And it has turned out to be quite true, uh, but still funny. So thank you for having me on, Bill. Hello, and thanks for listening to today's Boondoggle. And now, for your listening pleasure, Florence Whitingale presents his latest epoch.
at theflowwhiteshow.com. But for now, feel the flow exclusively here on today's Hey, baby, this is Double D, also known as Dream Daddy. And I gotta tell y'all something about our new sponsorship here at today's Hoondoggle. And the name is Dream Nutrition. So if you're looking to empower your human vitality, well, then you come to the right place. With over 12 years of combined experience in cannabinoids and terpene products, Dream Nutrition products include CBD oils, patches, proteins, and so much more. The endocannabinoid system is believed to have involvement in regulating physiological and cognitive processes, including the immune system, appetite, pain sensation, mood, memory, and in mediating the pharmacological effects of cannabis. Support this veteran-owned and operated company today, and today's Boondoggle fans will receive 10% off their orders when using the promo code BOONDOG10 at checkout. That's B-O-O-N-D-O-G-10 at checkout. So go to the link. That's DreamNutrition.com forward slash discount forward slash BOONDOG10. And remember, Dream is not spelled like Dream Daddy. It's spelled D-R-E-E-M. And start saving today because you deserve to feel your best. And you know that's right. So tell them Dream Daddy and your friends from today's Boondoggle sent you. Thank you for listening once again to today's Boondoggle radio show. Please be sure to check out our website, DomainCLE.com or Today'sBoondoggle.com for more shows and check out our archives. Follow us on social media at Today's Boondoggle on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter for more information about this podcast. And please support us on www.anchor.fm forward slash Today's Boondoggle as well as on our GoFundMe and Venmo. Be sure to subscribe, comment, download, and listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spreaker, and all the other podcast platforms out there. Please email us with any questions, suggestions, and comments via todaysboondoggle at gmail.com. Leave us some five-star reviews and help spread the word. Thanks again for listening. Thank you for tuning into this week's Today's Boondoggle. Domain Cleveland Entertainment is a veteran-owned and operated cornucopia of nonsensical shenanigans. You can find interesting interviews, music news and information, and just about everything else in between. Thank you again for supporting, sharing, and tuning into today's Boondoggle.